In brightest day, in blackest night, all other podcasts tremble in fright. I'm Mark Marble. And I'm Jim Ford. And this is the Lantern Cast. Episode 228. The special Force Awakens, or an unforceful Friday, if you will. <laughs> That'll be the subtitle, Unforceful Friday, because we'll be talking about Force Friday right off the bat, I think. But uh... Yeah, Force Friday, which I believe uh, what they're really referring to is it's going to force you to reconsider your decisions in life. <laughs> or force you to reconsider your loyalty to the, to the Star Wars brand. Yeah, yeah, we should just, well, okay, so yeah, Star Wars uh, Force Awakens Episode 7, it's coming out in December, we're going to be talking about, like, the products, the Force Friday speculation on everything that we've seen, so if you've been trying to go into the movie with blinders on, probably want to avoid this episode this is but, uh, right this is so i mean we're gonna we're gonna be talking spoilers but it's at least it's from it's more speculative spoilers realistically speaking yeah yeah because we don't actually know anything no. other than what has been released yeah all we can do is speculate based on the information they've given us and what we've seen and try to connect the dots so it's not true spoilers from the point of view that we don't actually know that this is actually go- some of the things we throw out there are actually going to happen but it's but so from on that level if you've been keeping up, like Jim said, if you've been really trying to keep in the dark about anything, you haven't tried to look at this. I mean, you heard there's a picture of Luke, Luke out there in his Jedi robes, and you try to avoid it like the plague. If you really like that, then yes, you probably, this might not. Other than talking about Force Friday, that that first part of this episode, then maybe you, this episode isn't for you. But if you've kind of been like I think many people, where you're kind of at least up to date in the current stuff that's been released, you know, the snippets, the trailers, you know. Then, then this episode's probably right up your alley because, like Jim said, he and I don't know any more than anybody else, but we're just going to try to, you know, I guess, probably connect dots as we see them and see how – throw it against the wall and see how close we are when it sticks. <laughs> yep, yep. Okay, so uh, jumping right into Force Friday, uh, anybody that doesn't know about this, which I think that everybody probably does know, but um, there were – a ton of Toys R Us's and I think like 400 or so targets across, well, more than just the country, because it was also happening in the UK, but um, it's probably other places too. Uh, all around the world, um, stores were opening up at midnight and um, that was going to be people's like first taste of Star Wars merchandise for The Force Awakens, and 
you know, like, there's been a lot of leaks as far as, like, what to expect in terms of Lego and the action figures and things. In fact, I think the Lego, the the Hasbro toy catalog was leaked, like, two weeks before Force Friday, I want to say? Somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah, and the Legos, you know, same thing. Like, they've been released, like, I want to say within the past month, uh, people have gotten glimpses as far as what was uh, going to be coming out. You know, so... But, I mean, everybody wants to see the stuff in hand. You want to actually be able to, to take a look at it and judge whether or not it's something that you want. And then not to mention, like, there were a lot of other things that people had not seen and, and didn't really know what to expect. So, Force Friday was going to be your first chance to get it. And, uh, you know, like, uh, it, people were getting excited for it. So, I didn't know if I was going to go, but... Like, 15 minutes before midnight, like, I woke up from a nap on the couch, and uh, I threw clothes on and, and ran on down to um, probably not the closest Toys R Us, but the biggest one. I figured I'd have the best shot, because I really wanted that Lego piece. Right. Uh, if you got to Toys R Us, um, I think, like, each store probably had, like, roughly 100 of them. To give out, you got this one Lego brick, and it has, like, an image of the Stormtrooper, it says Star Wars, and it's got the date on the back. So it's just a neat little commemorative thing that they give away. And then they had a bunch of posters of Kylo Ren to give away. Yeah, the Toys uh, R Us, that Toys R Us poster was pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't get that, actually. I was I just missed out on that, which is funny because that means they had more of the Lego brick than they did the poster. But they did give me, it's not so much a poster, it's like a, um, it's like a glossy, almost like ad for the action figures, which I would say actually came in handy, and we will get to that in just a moment. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so before getting to the, the, the reaction of, you know, what, what we saw, uh, how did your, your Force Friday setup go? My my fourth Friday setup pretty much was I, I there weren't many products that I really wanted. I mean I I used to be a big time Star Wars collector. I did the Midnight, and this will be good com- from comparison point of view too. That I did the Midnight Madness for Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith. Now, straight off the bat, all three of those will run much better. <laughs> <laughs> they were or, they were organized much better, and as Jim and I will get to in detail, uh, when it comes to what was available, it, it, there was no there's there was no contest. But yeah, but my friend Chuck and I decided, you know, we we went out. We we used to do dinner on Thursday night, so we figured, eh, you know, why don't we we'll go up to Toys R Us. We'll see what it's looking like earlier in the evening. So we were there probably like about half an hour before they closed. We so we kind of scoped out where you know everything was going to be. They were taking all the toys, the existing Star Wars toys, off to make room. So I was like, okay, there were only there were two people online already, like around nine o'clock, and we just kind of like just hovered, and we didn't really w- walk into the official line till another group, uh, a family, a uh, father and two kids showed up, which almost was the kiss of death considering how little merchandise they had. The fact that we didn't take take our second spot in line where we should have been almost was the problem yeah, a decent amount of people showed up I can't say it was that much less than probably maybe than Sith uh, it probably wasn't anywhere near as big as Phantom Menace but at the end of the day you know it was first we all thought the guy was the manager was joking at first when he talks when he because he was kidding around like uh, you know you guys are here for what and you know funny like that and he goes oh like you, 
I know I have at least. Uh, what are you looking for? And somebody said like Kylo Ren. And he goes, "Oh, I have at least two of those." And everybody thought he was kidding, but he wasn't kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Uh, 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 so I think our Toys R Us literally had one case of each figure of each set of figures. There was a one set of the six-inch Black Series, one of the regular three point seven five, and one of the armored the armored up three point seven five. So that off the bat was like, oh my God, what are they? What are they, how are they going to do this? Now the only the only saving grace to to that <laughs> was that, and probably there were some kids in line, and I I don't know if he was doing that on purpose. He said he was doing it because there were kids online. He didn't want everybody running to the aisles or whatever. So what? But he what he actually did was he went through. He came out with pieces of paper and he went down the list in order of who was waiting in line first. And he basically told 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 and showed everybody what was available. And basically they got to pick out what they wanted. So. As it turned out, Chuck and I pretty much got what we wanted anyway. I got the I got the final Black Series six inch Kylo Ren, and he got I think the Chewbacca and um, was there Boba Fett? No, there wasn't. There was somebody that there was some other six inch figure that he got. Oh, a Stormtrooper might have been a Stormtrooper or something. The, but he, uh, the was it the First Order? Yeah, it might have been. It might okay. have been something like that because I don't I figure what was on the list now. But it it was yeah it was it was not, it was not good at all. It was just kind of ironic since they had their limits. Since Toys R Us had their limits to begin with, you could only buy three of the same series of figure or kind of figure. So you right. could only buy three of the black series if you wanted to. Three of the regular six inch. I mean, of the regular four three point seven five. Probably three of the armored up. Didn't really matter since they didn't have that much to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> and they had no art. My Toys R Us had like they pretty much had no. I don't think they had any of the FX sabers out. Um, they didn't have any. I don't, they barely. Had, I don't even know if they had any of the vehicles out. I don't think they had any of the Poe Dameron X Wing or any of the Ray and Speeder or any of those. There was just a lot of. There were some Legos and there was just you know there was just a lot of crap in all honesty. It was, so. Yeah. It was a waste of time. From my point of view, it was a, it was a waste of time. Certainly, if I had gone waiting and really wanting merchandise, I would have been really, really, really upset. Yeah, you know, like there, I, I, I didn't go to the. Uh, I actually didn't go to any of the midnight releases for the other three movies, but I do like vividly remember going to uh, Toys R Us. Like the morning after um, the the first one. Oh, they had bins of stuff then. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like even though I wasn't able to make it for that, like I was able to go and just find like they had tons and tons of figures, like anything you wanted, anybody that you wanted, they had them all. And I, you know, like I wanted to pick up a few back then. You know, that was when, you know, like I was collecting pretty hardcore action figures, and like they had so many good ones. Or so I thought. <laughs> at the so, time, at the time, they had some good figures. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like, like I get that you don't want to go through another glut like that, but then, like, but you know, I, okay. So I did. I wasn't nearly that close online. In fact, when I finally got to Toys R Us, it was probably like twelve oh three, twelve oh four, and they had already let in like maybe like ten people. So I, I still had, like, a line of, like, I don't know. Like, there were a bunch of people in front of me. And, like, we're waiting. By the time I finally got in, it was probably close to, like, 1230. Because they were, like, really, like, staggering the line. 
Because, like, as I, once I finally got in there, the reason was because, like, these people would go in, and they were just, like, in the section, and then just, like, standing there, staring at it. And they were just, like, you know, the people that got in, like, at 12 o'clock were still just, like, standing around, like, like, like dumbstruck. Just getting in everybody else's way. Like, what are you doing? Like, find what you want and move so other people can get in here. Uh, Not that there was much to find. Like, they had so many pegs for the little figures. And they even had, like, I don't know, at least eight eight pegs for the, uh, the Black series. They had zero black figures. The, the six inch. Like, none by the time I got in there. And the the three the three and a three quarter they had like I wanted to say two figures and and like people just like kept on like going over there and like like moving the boxes like you know it's like do I want this one just to buy it so that it, you know it wasn't a complete waste right. and I, they definitely had some of the vehicles a lot of the the high end stuff people didn't go for and I mean like I get that because like. That's the kind of stuff where it's going to go more for either kids or for, like, Christmas, you know, for, like, actual events and stuff, like birthday gifts. Like, that's not the stuff that people are piling in to get. Um, I mean, like, I know I saw the the raised speeder. Um, You know, and, like, some of that stuff is pretty cool looking. But, um, you know, like, the main thing that everybody was going for was the action figures. And they just did not have enough. I like there were people that got in like well before me and like they had been like just searching and searching and they finally were like asking the uh you know they were asking the salespeople, you know, like where are the black the six inch black figures? And they're like, Uh, I don't know if we got any of those in I was like, Oh wait, yeah, no, they here's where they were on the pegs. We had a couple of cases of those. <laughs> it's like what are you doing? Like, how can you do that? Do you know, and like, I, I, I'm looking around and I'm just checking to see, like, is there anything that I, you know, want to buy? And I kind of wanted Ray's speeder in the, the Lego set because I was looking at the Legos. And I mean, like, it's it's neat, but like the figures, like if if they had put a BB-8 in that Lego set, like it would have been a slam dunk. And I think they would have sold, like, a ton of them. Um, but the fact of the matter is, it's like, you know, they're going to sell a decent amount just because it's, like, the cheapest of the, you know, the Force Awakens Lego sets. Yeah, that one's 20 bucks. This still isn't cheap. But, I mean, at least, like, you know, it, it's it's something. But, I mean, like, they had, I think they had, like, all the other Lego sets in stock. Um, but they just weren't moving because of, you know, the cost. Um, they did have, they had a, a decent supply of the, uh, the Funko Pops. Um, I didn't see BB-8, but I, you know, they had the, the trooper, the, the clone trooper, the stormtrooper. They had Captain Phasma, uh, the, um, the flame trooper. I, I think there was a flame trooper. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that one, but you know, like they, they did have like some of the other like weird stuff, but, um. Yeah, like I said, like the action figures, that's what people came for, and like they did not deliver. And like, and just before we were, you know, we started recording, I'm like looking online, and 
like I'm just reading this article on how like you know all around the country everybody's like shaking their heads like what the hell happened like what what did you do <laughs> you know like how did you think that this was normal but no. I mean yeah I agree like but I, I got the uh, I got the Lego brick so you know I didn't buy anything I got the Lego brick I you know I was happy with that I I would actually very much like the first order stormtrooper. Uh, I have the Black Series regular Stormtrooper, which I love that one, and I really do like the the new design. Uh, but yeah, I, I have not seen any of them, and I I doubt that I will for quite a while. I yeah, at first you know, first you figured we were kind of we were kind of kidding around, we were waiting in line, and once we realized you know how how little product they actually had. And it's like, you're thinking, wow, man, they must not really like this. They must really not like this manager. <laughs> it's like, he must have really pissed somebody off in distribution because they get like one case each of figures. It's like, oh, we're getting a truck on Monday. Well, that doesn't really help us now, does it? Which actually is another story because you really think about it. Forget about it being the fourth. It would, it's friggin' Labor Day weekend. They could have done it Sunday into Monday. They probably would have had a bigger turnout and they could have had more product maybe by then. Um... Yeah, well, that's that's another thing that I was thinking about because, like, why would why do you do this on Thursday night? Because I, I mean, like, and that's the only thing the only thing that makes any sense to me is that they knew that they weren't going to have enough product, so they did it on Thursday night into Friday, thinking that they would wouldn't get as big a turnout. Because, like, to not do this on a Friday night into Saturday makes no sense. Well, there's it, just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Well, there are a few things that factor into this. I mean. Based based on the fact that again I I I done the last the well now I've done the last four but I I had done the last three uh, t- uh, street date uh, midnight madness things for Star Wars so Phantom Menace from what I remember was a Sunday night into Monday uh, Attack of the Clones was actually a Monday night into Tuesday and Revenge of the Sith was a Friday night into Saturday which was a the most logical one, if you will, <laughs> based on days of the week. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, the other problem with this is, and this is one of the reasons I was completely unenthused about this toy release, this, you know, the street date stuff now. All the others, all the other street dates were pretty much, you know, within, eh, give or take, two or three weeks of when the movie was about to come out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's within, certainly within a month of the movie, of the release. Yeah. So, that made sense. I mean, we did Phantom Menace. I was in Phantom Menace. I'm re, I'm pretty sure was in May before the movie came out. Attack of the Clones was in April. I remember because I still have somewhere buried downstairs and it's some pile of crap that I have. I still have some of the promo posters for uh, handouts, not posters. The little the little uh, eight, eight and a half by eleven uh, sheets announcing the Attack of the Clones one. Uh, so that okay was April and, and in May in May again I think for. For for Sith, so it all was within like two or three weeks or so, the of the movie coming out. Why to have a Midnight Madness event for a movie that's not coming out in until December, when you know that you're going out of your way not to ha- you by being as completely you know restrictive when it comes to spoilers that you that you damn well knew what, whatever was coming out to begin with was going to be so non-spoilery, <laughs> which basically meant you weren't going to be getting a lot of merchandise anyway. 
But then it's the fact that they, it was even worse because they padded so much of the crap they were putting out with so many more, you know, so many re-released old figures. You know, yeah. you don't need. This is why I act, one of the reasons I stopped collecting regularly after Attack of the Clones. Number one was because after the initial Midnight Madness things of Attack of the Clones and maybe the first couple of additional figures that came out in the next waves, it became harder and harder to get. And then they just keep re- and they kept repackaging so many. I don't need 85 Bespin Lukes. I don't need any more Emperor's Wrath Vaders with the skull, you know, with his skull lit up from from the Emperor's lightning. I don't need any more of the same damn figures on card 85,000 times. And to have a and if you're gonna do an event celebrating the Force Awakens, we don't need half like half the figure assortment. Certainly, like of, of the smaller figures, or whatever. We don't need them being old figures. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not going out at midnight to freaking pick up another Luke or Boba Fett. I'm sorry. Well, <clears throat> if I was yeah. a Boba Fett person, maybe. But I'm just saying, if he wasn't, if it was my favorite character, then maybe. But the point is, that's not what drive, driving me out to potentially wait in line for several hours. It's like you're trying to get n- new figures, and the fact that even the figures they released, it's like they could have come out with a friggin' Han Solo figure. We know what he looks like. Yeah. That's not a spoiler figure. We know who the guy is, so it's not like you have to worry about putting background on his card that's going to be spoilery. You know. Well, what you call what I was hearing was that with the the six inch figures, there's going to be another wave release in like a month. So I mean, like you know, this is like the first you know the opening salvo of Star Wars toys, but like you know. It's not just that we're going to be getting a bunch more in December when the when the movie opens, like we're going to be just getting like more like on the way there. So it's like it's not even like okay, let's you know let's unleash like the majority of it now. It's just like okay, well yeah, let's let's let, let's throw them a bone so that way we can get people excited in September for a movie that comes out in December. I, I mean, yeah, like. The, 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 the timing of Force Friday in relation to the movie doesn't make sense. What they had available for sale doesn't make sense. The low amounts of stock doesn't make sense. No, that's the one that really doesn't. But I don't want to interrupt your, your train, but I'll go back to this to that. Go ahead. Yeah, like, you know, just the whole thing is just like it's, it's a head-scratcher. Like, you know, the other thing was the, um, the Disney Infinity. The Disney Infinity came out with uh, Volume Three, like what was that? Two or three weeks ago? Something was, like was, something like that, yeah. It was two weeks ago, and the amount of Star Wars, like, because that you know that was the big thing. Star Wars was going to be in that game, so like, you know, I think like uh, there were six, six or seven different Star Wars characters, and four of them were going to be retail or exclusive. And they came out with that two weeks ago. Like, if you were going to have Force Friday, why didn't you just push that off to have it release, you know, with with Force Friday? You know, like, at least then, you know, you'd have one more, you know, big Star Wars release that people would be excited for. No, I, I agree with you. I... You, you can look at it from the point of view that they know what has happened in the past with, with all their figures, and they know that as much as there's going to be an excitement in the first, you know, the initial couple of days after the figures come out, we know that some of them are just destined to be peg warmers. So, like, you can understand why they're not wanting to go crazy with stock because for that reason. But there's a different. But it's like 
they went to the just... they went to the other extreme where it's like it's like we're gonna get people excited to release merchandise, half of which isn't even new, but we're gonna release it anyway and, and market it and putting on new cards and all this stuff, and then we're gonna basically screw all these different stores, not just Toys R Us, you know, Target, Walmart, all these different places, and then it's like, so it's almost like the in a way you, unless somebody really bungled bungled it in distribution where they really for some reason. Either things didn't get shipped when they were supposed to, or they got short, or they things were produced too late in the game and arrived at, at, at distribution at the warehouses too late in the game. That if those things didn't happen, you know, it's almost like they wanted to create where there was a bigger market for these things, where they want people to have to go back, almost like the the old days, where if you want, oh, you know, God. you have to go back and do, you know, hit hit the friggin' toy store like every like every morning on the way to work or on the way home from the way to work and stuff because you because you're trying to see if they put out a case in the morning or in the afternoon. It's almost, you know, I'm not saying they did that, but again, if it wasn't a just a a glitch somewhere, getting you know getting the product or getting it out of warehouse in time, then which we'll probably have a better idea this week because if a lot of the places once they get their trucks in this week, if, they, yeah. if all these places start getting, if, if by the end of the week, you know, basically everybody all their peg hooks are filled with stuff again, other than whatever. Yeah, this, the, Dan would point. No way. There's no way. I, I like. I can't see them refilling the pegs that fast. And like anytime you have like a like a retail store like. The, the reorder process typically takes two to three weeks. So, I mean, like, even if they cut that back a little bit, like, you're still going to have empty pegs for a decent amount of time with this. Um, which, well, the Friday morning on my way into work, I stopped at a, a Target. And now I probably got there an hour after they opened. So, like, the Targets, most of them didn't open for midnight, but they did have stuff for Force Friday. So I run in there and like I'm looking for for action figures and stuff like that. I found a a ray, which I, I picked that up because it comes with the uh, the BB-8. That's the the six inch scale, right? Um, and I mean like I could care less about the ray figure. It, it's just such a bland figure, but the BB-8 is actually pretty cool. And like they had, uh, I saw they had a Finn and they had a Chewbacca, and that was it for the the big figures. And then they had like three of the smaller figures. Again, nothing really that uh, amazing. And you know, like I'm like looking at some of the other stuff. And the one thing that I did see, which I think is actually going to be a huge seller, and I'm sure that we'll get to this later, is the remote control BB-8. And I'm not talking about the Sphero version. Uh, I'm talking about the Hasbro version that's uh, it's like $80 and it's exclusive to Target. Um, so they had that. They had like they have a, an exclusive Wookiee Furby. Yes, yeah, Furbacca. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they had, you know, they had a little bit more. So like I'm like checking out this, you know, this toy department and like I'm like, well, I'm like, it's not awful, but I'm like, I wish they had more figures. And then. Just on a lark, I'm like, oh, let me go check and see if they put anything out for Halloween yet. Because I like the Halloween candy. And right. Sometimes they put out a Halloween Lego set. And as I'm over there, what do I stumble upon? It's like three aisles of Star Wars merchandise yes. for Force Friday that there were no signs for, no information whatsoever pointing anybody in this direction. And... They had, like, cardboard standouts and stuff like that, and they had more figures there. And I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, crap. I'm like, I could have just made a beeline for this and maybe had a little bit of luck. 
And, you know, at that point, like, again, it was just Finns and Chewbacca's. Because, uh, like, what the hell? Like, why is Chewbacca in the opening wave yep. when Chewbacca was in the last wave of black figures? <clears throat> and let's be honest, Chewbacca really doesn't change much. <laughs> exactly. Like, what, you know, like, is his, is his bandolier a little, like, grayer or something like that? But, um, I, yeah, I mean, like, it, that was, like, horrendously stupid that nobody knew that this was back there. But, um, I was looking through that, and, like, they were smart because at least they did have the Disney Infinity Star Wars figures on display. They had uh, a bunch of Star Wars shirts and other merchandise. Um, they had some of the lightsabers. They had some of those, like, those Marvel, like, light fixtures that look like they're half in the wall. Yeah, they had, they had the Boba Fett, Stormtrooper, the Vader. I think they had they had Yoda. BB-8. Oh, yeah, that's right. They did a BB-8, too. Um, one thing that I thought was actually very cool, and I was so tempted to pick it up, but I, I just don't have the space for it. It's a, a blank vinyl Stormtrooper helmet that you can, like, paint and decorate yourself. Yep, I did see that, too. Because we, we stumbled... Chuck and I stumbled upon the same thing on on Friday that you did. We went to the regulatory section in Target, looked. They had, you know, they had a few a few things. Actually, they probably had, um, even though there was there was less merchandise on their aisles, they probably had a, had had a better selection than Toys R Us had. You know, yeah. when we were there month, on uh, the night before. But then we did the same thing. We were we we were checking for the Halloween stuff, and then we just stumbled upon the same couple of racks of Star Wars stuff, and it's like, well, yeah. That's like that's we would never have guessed there was another section down there too, but but we did see. Yeah, I thought the helmet was cool too. The customize your own uh, yeah. stormtrooper helmet. Um, uh, the the I saw some lightsabers when I was at Toys R Us, but they had a much bigger selection uh, at at uh, Target. Um, the you know it's it's interesting what they're doing. It's this whole new Blade Builders yes line, uh, like. I I don't really care about it for myself. Like if I'm gonna buy anything, it's probably gonna be the uh, the master replicas, the the Force Effects ones. Yep. But I mean, I I have enough of those that I'm not gonna. I don't think I'm gonna buy any more right now. But I mean, like the Blade Builders, like I think that's cool as far as like with my son. I don't know if I think that he's old enough to play with a lightsaber yet. But I mean, like this is a pretty cool, you know thing that they're doing where like you can take the things apart and build them back together or however you want to make like weird you know lightsaber designs and stuff like that so there's like a ton of different combinations that, that's that's pretty neat um the remote control bb8 that was at target like i i had one in my hands like later in the day i went back and i saw one they had one left I had it, and I was going to get it. And I'm like, you know what? Let me just get this just because they have, like, a $10 off coupon. New Star Wars Blade Builders. Like, when I went to go pay for it, like, the, uh, like, my credit card gets declined. And I'm like, well, that's really odd because, like, I knew that it should be accepted. And then I'm like, I'm like, she's, she's like, do you want me to suspend the order? And, you know, I'm like, uh, you know what? Nah, forget it. So I, you know, I leave, and like two minutes later, I just see an email that it's like fraud protection. I don't know why they thought that it was fraud because, like, I shop at this Target like all the time. But uh, I'm like, you know what? That's probably just a sign that I should. Get yes. 
<laughs> sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it works like that. Sometimes it's just, uh, yeah. Some sometimes it's it's just a sign you get when you when you when you think. Just like when when we were talking about the BB the BB8, we were Jim and I were talking online uh, on Friday about the BB8 and how they had them the this the Sphero or the Sphero that that one the yeah that that one you know the Disney Store was pushing it online. Uh, uh, Bed Bath and Beyond was pushing it online, and even actually Brookstone. I even got an email later on about Brookstone. Even the, the physical catalog I got today had BB-8. Oh on, wow! Brookstone, on it. Well, Brookstone has that coupon, twenty-five dollars for fifty dollars worth of merchandise uh, through Groupon. We'll have to see if it works because I <laughs> because because I, I, this is the reason I'm mentioning this because Jim and I yeah. were talking about it because because BB-8 for one hundred forty-nine ninety-nine, the and it's like. Uh, it's really expensive and probably not overly practical, though cute. But both, I think Jim and I, were, it's one of those things that we probably were both thinking about, hmm, maybe. And especially with Bed Bath & Beyond, because you figure, oh, you can use that 20% off one item coupon. And then once I went out to Bed Bath & Beyond site to actually look at the link for BB-8, it said, a manufacturer does not allow use for any coupons with its item. It's like, great. Yeah. In, <laughs> and, in the time that I'm calculating out how much money you can save, you're checking, and it's like, oh, wait, nope, that won't Yep, work. the 30 like, bucks. Wow. And, like, and literally, as I said to Jim, that's another thing. That, that That's just a sign. It's just... It's just Makes it makes it all that much easier for me not to buy it then because I really don't need it anyway. But for the thirty dollars off, I might have made it tempting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they both work on like a very similar principle um, that you know because BB-8 is a a spheroid droid. You know, like the bottom part is this ball that just rolls around in any direction, and the head just kind of attaches on through magnets and. Um, you know, and all the the mechanics are really in the bigger ball on the bottom. The only difference is that the one at Target is eighty dollars, and it comes with a remote control and allows you to go left, right, forward, backward, or and it, I think the it has like automatic sounds that it makes. Whereas the Sphero uh, robot, which Sphero Sphero is the actual company that makes the actual BB-8 that you see in the movie. That's done with practical effects. Um, they created this this you know tiny little BBA droid that uh, connects wirelessly um, through Bluetooth to your phone, and your phone like you download an app, and that's how you control the BB-8. And you can go in like all directions, and like the controls are a lot finer than you know a lot more finer than the Hasbro one. And like you know, there's other like things like you can transfer messages, and you know, through your your app, you can have it like project things. It, it looks like the things projecting um, through your screen. Um, it can go on patrol, and like there's a few other things that it can do. And it's actually like a really cool high end toy. But I mean, that's basically it. It's just a toy, and it's very high end at one hundred and fifty dollars. And I think from from what I, at least from what somebody said when they were doing a review on it, I'm not sure if this is directly from like the instructions or not. But from what I heard, that basically you have to charge it like for three hours just to use it for one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that, that that sounds about right. But uh, yeah, I mean, like. That, that really, to me, seems like the kind of thing where you're going to get it and you're going to play with it. And then, like, you'll play with it, like, decreasing amounts of time throughout the following week. 
and then it's just gonna sit on a shelf for the rest of your life. <laughs> I mean, like, it's it's really cool looking. I mean, and the thing is actually like, it's really like you know, um, well done to look at. Like, I mean, like, if you're if you're a collector of like hot toys. And you're going for like the Star Wars collection, like you're, you know, you plan on picking up the Force Awakens, you know, Star Wars figures from Hot Toys, and you're gonna plunk down that kind of money. Then by all means, get the the Sphero BB-8 because you're just gonna plunk down that money anyway. If you were getting the one from from Hot Toys, and this way you have like one that'll actually, you know, you can control along with it looking amazing. Too bad it's so tiny. <laughs> I think it's just about in scale with the the Hot Toys figures, though. That's true. Another reason why I didn't, I couldn't really justify getting it because I know the cats would just kill it. <laughs> I, my uh, my sister in law's fiance picked one up, and uh, she was saying she's like, "Yeah, you can come over, play with BB-8, and terrorize our cat with it." <laughs> I think that's basically like I. I've seen like one other person, you know, on my uh, Facebook with it, and they were using it to torment their cat as well. That's basically it. People get the BB-8 just to torment their cat. Well, I like. I don't my... have. I don't have a cat, so I mean, I it's it's useless for me. I like my cats. I wouldn't want to terrorize them. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I'm still afraid that they would end up beating the hell out of it. And for yeah. and for 150 bucks, that's not something I, I want to see that get destroyed anytime soon. Go to Best Buy, get the extended warranty. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to it? I don't know. I woke up, it was like this. Uh, I didn't want the battle damage one. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, uh, the, the, only, the only other toy, and I didn't mean, and I didn't even see the BB-8, the, the good one, like at, to- at Toys R Us. They didn't, I don't even think they had, I don't think they had any of those at Toys R Us. At least mine, I don't believe did. Uh, the only other item I was, I probably would have put, potentially bought and I'm kind of glad I didn't no I didn't have an option of course but I wish but I'm kind of glad they didn't have it to to kind of make me feel compelled to buy it was the Kylo Ren FX lightsaber uh, which I had seen a couple like a day or so before it was relatively recently that that kind of leaked out that there was going to that the FX saber for Kylo Ren was going to be available relatively soon I think it comes out I want to say November I think it's supposed to ship all in general, at least on a large scale, in November. So I saw I saw I saw a YouTube video of it. It looks like it kind of flickers like the flame on his saber. Kind of oh, hard really? to look. Kind of hard to judge because you know how it's trying to judge uh, some of those FX sabers, especially when the you know when the when it's in a room with a with light on. It's kind of even if it's laying down on a dark surface, it's kind of hard to really see how it. But it it did look like it flickers, and I hope it does because that's really the cool thing to his lightsaber. Cross guard yeah. or not, it's that it's that whole flame like that 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 kind of like sloppy, inconsistent, unrefined <laughs> way he builds his saber is what gives it its its charm. Uh, so, but I did or I actually like I told Jim I did pre-order that I on Big Bad Toy Store. I actually saw it. They had it listed for a, a cheaper price than the regular retail price. So I, I did put a pre-order in on that one. I haven't bought I haven't bought an FX saber since uh, Anakin's from Episode Three. So I've kind of moved away from that just because they take up so much space, and especially yeah. and especially after the Darth Maul one, I have the double-bladed Darth Maul one, so everything kind of went downhill as far as comparing to that one. 
<laughs> yeah, I have a few of them, and they all stay like in the closet. But I figure the the Kylo, but the Kylo Ren, especially if it flickers, that'll be cool. Yeah. Especially with the cross guard, that that that'll be cool. It'll be interesting to see because I guess one of these one of the little spoiler alerts based on toy merchandise because uh, even though they were pretty good at most of the stuff that came out this this wave didn't really there weren't too many t- spoilers that were automatically given with the toys but i guess from one i think from some of the cheaper versions of the Kylo Ren saber that i guess there's a dagger that comes out the bottom i guess there's a, a dagger i believe that can that attaches to the bottom so basically it's not just a big blade on top and, and the cross guards i guess something can shoot out the bottom too yeah, I think so. So that's so. And I, I think it is supposed to be like a dagger. I think at least it was implied. I didn't see it myself. I think it was implied it was a dagger, which kind of makes it sound like it could be maybe removable and, and thrown. And if it was a dagger, uh, but that, but yeah, I, but overall, I think that they did the merchant. You know, they did just did not do a good job with this. It was just, and I don't know who. It's really interesting. Again, kind of like every time we do an episode, we have these big, big interesting discussions about like what went wrong. Last time it was Fantastic Four, <laughs> and now it's Force Friday because it'd be really interesting to be a fly on the wall to figure out exactly where in the chain this all got this all got screwed up. Because this certainly, even though I don't think it's it's not going to hurt the the groundswell to see the movie, but it's kind of like Disney Disney's first. Disney through Hasbro maybe more than anybody, but still Disney's first like kind of like bump in the road as far as doing a perfect merchandising and perfect uh, building towards the release of this movie so well that this was the first kind of little first bump in the road where people they did not really meet people's needs and they kind of had people un- unhappy one way or the other. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, like, like I I get that you don't want to have like a glut of things left over. But I mean, by the same token, like you're having this nighttime promotion, you should at least plan to have enough to last a few days after the promotion. And you're not going to do that with just two or three cases of each figure. Uh, you know, it's just, y- y- it's not going to happen. No, it's not, it's not going to last 15 minutes. <laughs> as, as evident. Yeah. by what happened. I mean, I this, this is what, you know, this is what boggles my mind, too, because I go back and, yeah, we know, well, the, there's also another easy way to avoid peg warmers, which is make a freaking case assortment of stuff people want. <laughs> yeah, that, that, but... Heaven forbid they do that, but we also know that's another easy way to avoid, you know, peg warmers. Like, here, have a freaking case with, like, four or five Kylo Ren in it, and you're not going to get screwed with having tons of peg warmers. Well, uh, what you go, like, I, the... The two the, the two figures that I saw on the pegs were well I I found the one Ray and like I, I I know that I'm lucky to find that but what you call it like the figure Ray I mean like nobody knows who that is yet it's just this kind of bland figure of her in like these like bandages type robe thing. And the only reason people will buy that at all is because of BB-8. But since it's got BB-8, it's going to fly off the shelves. You know, again, people want Kylo Ren. They want the troopers. You know, and, like you can always sell the troopers because they're, they're army builders. Yes, right right now, yes. Right now, because the designs are new 
and people have you know people haven't seen them in action before. Yes, you can the stormtroopers, any version of stormtroopers, snow, sands, you know, flame. They're all going to be in demand right now. That may not last, but for now. So yes, right. so if you're building a case assortment, put a bunch of put a bunch of troopers in there. Basically, just load it with new figures predominantly. Throw in maybe. Depending, I don't, I don't know how predominantly these these cases are coming now. If they're like twelve figures in a case, or because I know Phantom Menace, my God, Phantom, because I still have tons of boxes from from Phantom Menace. Because I had a friend of mine who used to work at Walmart, so even though most of the toys I got were from Midnight Madness, but whenever like new waves came out, he would you know pick them up for me and I'd give him the money, and you know I'd get a lot of the boxes. So you'd see tons, you know, they, they were cased like eight, eighteen figures in the case, 12, you know, it's all different assortments. But let's say it's a twelve figure assortment just do like freaking like even if you're doing like nine figures nine figures in the case that are from the new movie and three that are classic at least that way you're not gonna you know and especially if you're doing luke and vader and boba fett and some of some of the you know even people people are still gonna buy those figures because they like those characters so you're not gonna get screwed so much on on peg warmers but but they yeah i mean fat when fat when yes and phantom menace was different I mean, this is the closest thing, and this is why they, it was so horrible that they butchered it. Because in a way, this could have been bigger than Phantom Menace in the, from the point of view that this is a continuation of the movies that everybody grew up with. So every, so pe- we're, this is the first time we're going to get to see Luke, Leia, you know, Han all together again, or on the same screen at least together, <laughs> in the same movie, yeah. you know, since 1983. So there's, there's a lot of interest to that. You know, Phantom Menace was huge because you know it was the first Star Wars movie since '83, and we never, th- and for a while we never thought we were going to see another one. But they handled that s- so much better. I mean, there were like 20-something figures that came out, I think, in the first the first night for Phantom Menace. But the, but you really weren't. But they had tons of everything, so you really yeah. were. So you were not. You know, so you would have been hard pressed to get to get shafted. Yeah, I'm sure there were fewer Darth Mauls than than some of the others, but that's just you know. But but. But there were lots. There were tons of figures. I mean, everything that was on that. I remember having that checklist for Phantom Menace. And I think there were two figures that were originally supposed to be released that day that didn't make it. They actually got pushed back to the second wave. But other than that, every single figure that was due to come out, Toys R Us had. They had tons of it. And I know I spent a whole crapload of money. I wish I didn't. In retrospect, <laughs> on it, four hundred something bucks that night. I still have the receipt floating around somewhere. But. All that stuff, and they, and they had tons of it. And yes, like you said, if you hit Toys R Us the next day, I mean, they still had bins of it. They had tons of it. Yeah. But even by the time they got to Attack of the Clones, they started doing things differently. It's like they only had – I still remember that day because they only had a couple of – they only had like a few cases that had Count Dooku in it. And by luck of the draw, I, as soon as they, they let us in, I moved to the left of where they had the big display out in the front. And those those few peg hooks all the way down to the left were like the only ones that had Dooku, the cases of Dooku. So we were able to get Dooku, I think, right off the bat. But other than that, if we had gone any other way, you know. But then it, then it just started getting – even though they always had merchandise, and certainly they did a much better job with any of those three movies than what they did – than what they did, and I'm even I'm talking more from a Toys R Us point of view, but probably overall, you know, looking at merchandising throughout, you know, all the retail stores, even though they certainly did better with all three movies than than they did with this uh, Force Friday event. Even by the time they got to Sith, it was starting to get shaky because I remember Toys R Us there was like a one whole case of sorbent they never got, the whole ones with like, uh. The Mustafar battle, Obi-Wan, and Anakin. They never got any... They were like three or four figures, I think, in that wave. They didn't get any of them. 
So my friend and I, my friend John and I went, we drove down to Walmart after, after we got done at Toys R Us because by luck of the draw, they actually happened to have that wave. And they had, you know, and once again, they had tons of figures. It's just that, that everybody got the same case assortment. This time there were barely any case assortments, just nobody got any cases. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess the moral of our story is if you didn't go to Force, Force Friday, lucky you. <laughs> You had a little bit of luck at Kohl's. Yes, I went to Kohl's today, basically because I had coup- I had coupons to use. But I but Kohl's was yet was yet another place that had sent out emails, basically pro- promoting, you know, Force Friday because a lot of almost every almost every place did. Getting one from Bed Bath and Beyond was kind of surprising. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, Brookstone makes sense because of the electronic aspect, but I mean, but almost everybody who, you know, so many places sent out emails. But I knew, from looking at their website, from after I got their initial email, they had some, I knew they had some cool shirts and stuff, but I didn't really, the toy stuff I didn't really think twice about. But I went to, I went to Kohl's today, and I did get a really cool uh, Vader versus, Vader versus Luke, a Bespin battle shirt, which is front and back, which was pretty cool. Uh, which is like only 15 bucks on sale. So, I, but I, but the act by luck of the draw, even though their their normal toy section still remains as pathetic as it <laughs> as it always is, with the, with a few little Star Wars Force Awakens items on that end cap, they did actually have a little a little little dump set up that had actual. They actually had figures. They were more the they were more of the armored figures that wave of 3.75. But I think they had some of the. I think they were technically their the regular 3.75 too, because I think they had the, uh, I think they had Finn, and I think they had the Snow Trooper and the Flame Trooper, and, but not the, not the Flame, I don't think they had the Flame Trooper, they had the Snow Trooper and they had the regular Storm Trooper, because I came close to, to buying, to buying them, but they were still a little pricier than I really wanted, and like I said, even going into, even going into, uh, the Midnight Madness, the Force Friday, I really wasn't committed to buying anything. So I, that's why that's that was the the main reason why I couldn't pull the trigger. But actually, in in Cole's defense, they actually have a lot of little displays all throughout the store with different merchandise and and shirts and store and backpacks and some puzzles and they had so per capita concerning they normally don't carry stuff like that other than shirts. You know they they actually had a pretty they had a pretty decent selection. But I didn't go to Walmart or anything since Force Friday, so I don't know what what they have. Um, what you call it? The uh, the other things that I had heard about, Walgreens has a an exclusive Pop Funko bobblehead of uh, the Spirit of Yoda. That's cool. In that like kind of like milky light blue. Um, I think it glows in the dark too. Nice. They have that. I didn't. I haven't seen any uh, actually in the store. But and then I also heard that. Different stores are going to be getting exclusive six-inch Star Wars figures. Um, I, I don't remember who's getting Captain Phasma, or it might be like an exclusive version of Phasma, but I know that I, I'm pretty sure Kmart is getting an exclusive Kylo Ren That'd with be like cool. a like a snow deco or something like that. That that is po- that is possible. Actually, toy. Toys R Us actually has a exclusive six inch. I believe it's a Snowtrooper officer. Okay. But you have to order it online. 
Oh, okay. And if you and you have to order it like by September sixth. <laughs> So it's not, so unfortunately, by the time this is released, it's going to probably come and go. It's going to be too late unless they extend it to anybody who listens. But uh, I just figured I'd mention that more for you, just in case you like the six-inch figures, because I know they they do have they do have that link. I don't think I don't think it ships until like November, I think. But I, but but you have where that. is that? Uh, is that like on the Toys R Us website? I think you have to look. For, you have to search for it. Uh, I'll see if I can dig. I'll, I'll see if I can dig up the link later on for you. But, okay. But uh, yeah, I I did I know I found it because because Chuck couldn't Chuck confirmed based on the on something that he had that he sent me a picture that confirmed it, but he said he couldn't find it on the website after we got home late Friday night Saturday morning. So I I, I searched for it on their website based on based on description and I found it. Boom boom boom. So. Interesting. But yeah, so yeah, if, if for pe- for people who didn't go you 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 didn't really you didn't really miss much uh so if you would so i guess that's a saving grace if you actually really 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 thought about it and then we kind of and then or kind of like zoned out about when it was and then it's like oh damn yeah you didn't you, you didn't miss out on much and it's really unfortunate it's really unfortunate that they uh did that just because all the other, all the other mid. I mean, I'm not going to say this wasn't fun. I mean, this was a, this was as fun as it could be considering the circumstance, and also considering we had a, unfortunately stuck like two places behind us in line was this really obnoxious family, uh, these kids that were really unruly and unbehaved, and nobody was doing anything about it. So, uh, but other than that, um, it was still as fun as it could be, but it just wasn't as fun either in the beginning or but the ultimate payoff based on, based on merchandise. So that was. That was disappointing, and actually, I also hear I heard that the. Uh, oh, now I'm gonna zone out about the. Do you remember what the title of the book is that just came out? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, give me a, the one that the one that's just uh, aftermath. I think it's aftermath, which oh. de- which deals with you know the it's the first now the first new novel in canon related to events after po- Return of the Jedi, and I and I have and most of what I've heard haven't been overly. Uh, haven't, the things haven't been particularly good about that either, based on based on the story. Basically, I knew I wasn't going to read it based on the description because I like Wedge as a character, but that's not the character I want to be following the, his the main adventures of right after. <laughs> and, and anything that follows up the Battle of Endor, that's not the character I want to I want to be in the corner of. So, and Luke's not. I think Luke Luke's not in it at all. Leia, I think, just appears as a hologram and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, it's it's, but. It's not, yeah. So I, I don't, I don't think that was a, I don't think that book is helps either. So it's, it was a little bit, it was a little bit of a misstep. Uh, but I'm sure once the next trailer comes out, which probably, which can be pretty much any time now, I think that'll, just, that'll probably help put them back on the, you know, the straight and narrow as far as getting the momentum back. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure that. Uh... Yeah, as as we get closer, things will uh, pick up again. So now you think we should just segue na- nicely into the actual movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we should go ahead. I, I'm, I'm looking at that uh, pre-order for the the snowtrooper. Oh, you got it. Yeah, pre-order is sold out. Is it? Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's unfortunate. 
It's it doesn't really look that good. Oh, no, wait, it doesn't. That's, that's, that's why. I... That's the snowtrooper. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't. Snowtrooper. I'm not really officer. big on the snowtrooper. Actually, I like the flame trooper. Yeah, that's that is that is a that is a cool design. Yeah, the snowtrooper is kind of. I don't know. Doesn't appeal to me at all. But. Oh, anyway. Okay, so what do you want to talk about with the actual movie? So let's talk. So the movie, I've, over the last, actually, considering how secretive they have had been, obviously over the last like few weeks we've gotten a little bit more information about stuff in the movie, probably because of right, going in in sync with the release of that what the Entertainment Weekly issue. We did get a lot of information, I guess, by from J.J. Abrams regarding different. Different things in the different things in the movie, like I mean, we probably could have guessed, like 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 you know, like Kylo Ren. That's not his real name. We probably could have guessed that. But the fact that you know the whole Ren part, you know, is is a title, you know, kind of like the, oh, like, the, yeah, the yeah. Knights of Ren, the Knights of Ren. Yeah. So and the fact that he confirming that he's not he's not a Sith. You know, so he's so obviously kind of take taking it in a different route that well that which kind of makes sense that you could be dark, you could be dark side but not necessarily full on Sith. <laughs> It, you know, so just like there are probably people who use the light side, but are not, you know, that are not Jedi. So they would. Well, wait they would... a second, hold it. Now, so Sith just means that you're from the dark side, or what? Because no. I was under the impression no. that Sith was like a race of people from another galaxy. <sighs> I'm got. This makes me want to look this up now. See, see where the the the, the legacy of the. The legacy of the term. Because, uh, like, they refer to Palpatine as Sith, which came as a shock to me because I didn't realize that. Uh... You are you are correct, and that's the the original the orig the Sith originally referred to spe a species of aliens native to the planets Korriban and Zyos, who were later enslaved and ruled by exiled Dark Jedi. So I guess originally the original use of the Sith was refer was related was related to to aliens and then uh, then based then then basically it became it says, following centuries of interbreeding and mixing of cultures between aliens and the exiles the Sith would no longer be identified by their race but by their dedication to the ancient Sith philosophy. Oh. So it's based so basically just as the Jedi are essentially a spiritual or religious order so are the Sith. So it, just because you were the dark side doesn't mean you were a Sith. Just like just because you were leaned towards the light doesn't mean you're a, you're a Jedi. So I, so we're pro so probably the Knights of Ren is going to either be an offshoot or a cult or something. But right. Which I guess actually technically I guess again this is somewhat spoilery based on that book Aftermath. I guess there's something in that book that opens the door to another again to an idea of of a cult of of Darth Vader, of people looking for artifacts related to Darth Vader, which certainly may, some people have speculated that that is kind of like a, either a precursor or tie, going to be tied into the, the, the whole Knights of, the Knights of Ren thing, since obviously another thing that came out not from Entertainment Weekly and everything else is kind of like confirmation of the, uh, essentially confirmation of the rumor that, you know, that Kylo Ren is, you know, Darth Vader obsessive. And that he is yeah. basically seeking out, you know, artifacts and and things that refer are related to Vader, which would make sense when we see them, you know, the the melted helmet of Vader. That is probably something that Kylo Ren has recovered. 
we may actually see him recover that problem. I mean, I think we might because I, there was that one extra picture we saw released not that long ago of Kylo Ren, which kind of looked like to me it looked like he was more on a like a forest planet. So I, I when I first saw that with the saber, you know, lit, it kind of made me think of Endor, which would kind of make sense because that's where probably Vader's body physically still was. And so it is it is interesting. Uh, it'll be interesting to see you know who. Who Kylo Ren is, if he is related to anybody that we know, they certainly have implied also that Daisy, that Ray and Finn, are, they must be related to people we know because Abrams has confirmed that you know we're pretty much it is it's not a coincidence that we're only being given their first names so far. That we know Finn and Ray and nothing beyond that because uh, directly implying that if we knew their last names, then we would then they would mean something to us. <laughs> so. They th- so the the common thought is that Finn is related to somebody that we know, based on last name. Yes, I think I don't know if it's so much a. Con- so there are different theories out there, but the fact that but the fact that Abrams said that you know that it's it's you know it's not an accident that the only the only reason the only part of their name that you know right now is their first name, which directly implies that once that their last name would mean something to us we would recognize their last name so then it becomes like an it becomes like a matching game of who do we think is related to who does that mean one's a solo does it mean one's a calrissian does it mean one's a skywalker does it mean one's a windu does it mean all these if so it's kind of an interesting mix and match of even though some of it the other thing that actually that i think it was d23 when they released that poster that was the first time we saw finn with the lightsaber right I think the, D, um, the D, I think it was the D twenty three poster. I think it was a no. It was on Instagram. They released like an Instagram like teaser video. I know, but I think that was a, I think that was after the poster. Was it? I think so. I think that was after. I think the poster was. I think the poster was out first. Or around. Oh, it was around the same time. But I think the poster came out first because that's when people said first noticed that. Uh, you know. They were surprised that he had the lightsaber, and yet then yes, they released that little Instagram when he ignites the the saber that appears to be the Anakin Luke saber in the in the dark in the snow, which would kind of explain why we first saw Kylo Ren ignite his saber in the snow during the first teaser. That right. it makes sense that that's going to be that's going to be a squaring off between between those two characters. So right, but at this point, we don't even know if Finn's actually a. Jedi. Oh, I'm sure he's not. I, I, he's probably a sensitive, uh, because it also comes back to going. It also goes back to look trying to figure out who, who we think, in the trailer, the, the last teaser trailer when, when they had the, you know, the re-recorded, repurposed, uh, vi, uh, dialogue from Jedi when Luke's saying, "And you have that power too." Who he's referring to? Is he referring to Finn? Which now it would seemingly look like they're referring to Finn, or is it, or is it Ray? As as of now, as even as we're talking about casting episode eight, we know some of the, the the girls that are supposed to be the look the ones some of the I forget how many female roles they're looking to cast, but some of them are supposed to are I guess the final maybe it's just one but they're looking to the final auditions I think are going to be with John Boyega so it's pretty it's probably safe to guess that Finn's going to be the one that Luke is talking about. I was kind of hoping it was going to be Ray because I kind of but we don't know what her back we don't know who she is at this point. I think I have a feeling at this point that it oh actually huh. 
Well, I mean, like, I think I think we can guess who Ray is, uh, or I guess who Ray's last name would be. You think she's a solo? Absolutely, like without a doubt. And I think that I think that uh, Luke and Leia are not going to be the only set of twins. See, I thought about that. I thought about that too. I actually did think about that the other day, which would make sense because twins do tend to run in the family. Exactly. And and like, what better way? Like, because a lot of like what they're doing, it just seems like they are going to be going off the themes that have been prevalent in like you know in the past movies. You know, so like by that logic, then you know. There's you, you have to you know who the other solo is going to be, Kylo. Exactly. Yeah. And well, which, that would which, make a lot of sense, you know, with the you know the the cult following that he has for who he has. That would make yes, yes that would that would that would make that would make sense. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's been a lot there's been a lot of speculation. I think that you know that that Kylo, you know that. But also, there's been a lot of speculation how that relates to Han and how it relates to you know his role in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also would explain it would all and it it would also help explain in a way why it, it would get Luke back into action. At you know depending on one what's what, what we actually find out about Luke is like which is the mystery. As in, if he really has been basically in self-imposed exile, the question is why. And the question is for how long, you know, whether whether he trained some people, at, you know, between the Battle of Endor and, and his exile, which and if he didn't train anybody, it'd be really disappointing. You know, if he completely yeah, crap, yeah. if he completely crap, then other than and I mean, even other than Leia, let's assume he would have trained Leia before he did anything just so for, for lots of reasons. But if, if nobody if he really didn't train anybody else and just crapped out and went into hiding for what for whatever personal issues that he, you know. I don't know that that that's kind of like fall. You hate to say it, but that's kind of like falling down on the job from based on kind of what Yoda the you know when Yoda told him to pass on what he had learned. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that I don't think that he would have gone like completely into exile. That, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, like you know, after they defeat you know the Emperor uh, in uh, Return of the Jedi, I mean, like things weren't over. You know, like, things, like, were still going on in other parts of the galaxy. So, I mean, like, here you have, you have Luke, who's, like, the last Jedi. You know, I mean, obviously from the name of the movie. But, I mean, like, he has all this power. So, like, he's either teaching other people and passing on the ways, or, you know, going out and, like, searching, you know, seeking out people who, who do have the force or whatever, or he's been, you know, fighting the empire because he has the ability to do it. I mean, like, you know, I'm sure that like at this point in the movie, like he could probably do maybe not all the things that Vader can do because Vader was, you know, more force sensitive, but I mean, like, like, you know, he's just been training at it for so long and nobody else is using the force I mean, like, you have to think that he's got a pretty good handle on it to be able to, like, you know, take out enemies from his, you know, from a, another ship or whatever. Oh, I, I agree. I I just think there were – there. Were, I know, and there's so many rumors, 
and that's why again it's all speculation. There was a lot of speculation that there's something there was something that happened that basically made Luke afraid of the power that he had or the abilities that he had, and that's why he kind of took himself off the playing field, which is why they, you know they have no idea where he is, and that could all be BS or there could be a, a fragment of truth in it. Um, but uh, it, no matter what, it would be disappointing if. It would be disappointing if he at least didn't train some Jedi. If he didn't, you know, if he at least didn't establish some Jedi, even if it was a small number back in the galaxy before, because it would seem like he's just that. It would, that pretty much seemingly was his destiny, you know. Yeah. Even though technically all he all, all Yoda said was pass on what you have learned. So technically speaking, if he passes on to Leia and whoever the Jedi in waiting is, whether it's whether it's Ray, whether it's Finn, whether it's both of them, that if he finds one or two good one or two good apprentices, then technically speaking, if he trains them well and they become, and then technically he really would he still would have fulfilled you know his prof the, his destiny by passing on what he learned, even if he's not the one to to bring the order back himself in, in large numbers. He's he's the one who set the, you know set the, the dominoes falling that were going to lead to that. But I, you know, there is one thing that I could think of, but no, no, that that wouldn't even make sense. About what? Why he would be in exile? Yeah. Uh, over guilt for you know perhaps teaching somebody. Yeah, you're right. That but, and, and that could and that could that could be it. As far, but, uh, um, but but it wouldn't it wouldn't likely make sense with with Kylo Ren because. I don't know. The person, you know, Kylo Ren just seems so um, unrefined. Exactly. That's the exact word that I was going for. Especially with that lightsaber. Unless there was, unless there was something where he went, when Luke went to start training him, and he picked up early on that there was problems, and he basically cut the training off early, and then Kylo just went off on his own to find this, to find what. Supreme Leader Snoke or whatever his name turned out, to, you know, the Andy Serkis character. Maybe that's how he found his way on, in, in his service because he, that was the, his way of tr- basically trying to continue the training he couldn't get. Or maybe that was a, maybe that was a trigger to how maybe that was a trigger that made him turn away from the light to begin with. Maybe he was kind of like walking that fine line, which you know, literally. And then the fact that you know Luke kind of turned his back on him was enough to make him, you know, turn. But well, well, yeah. It, those I think those are the things. Those are the things that are gonna that are that are interesting to me to see uh, to see how that all how that all plays out. I think obviously seeing there are a lot you know lots of speculation about what's going on between um, Han and Leia. You know whether they're still together, whether they're not together. That that would kind of be disappointing too if they're like you know. It's like they broke up like ten minutes after the Battle of Endor. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's, there's no way. I mean, um, you could, you could see some bumps in the road, and maybe you know this. They, you could, that's almost like, even though that's kind of like almost like a a cliche at this point, like having you know these two characters that were so close, like they haven't spoken in like ten years, and now they come back to you know, I don't know. I, I would like I would like to think that's not the case. That's a, that's the that's the danger with something like Episode Seven in a way. Even even before the expanded universe, that just when Jedi ended, everybody in their own mind's eye had you know the vision of how everything played out for these characters and how the you know the, not just the happily ever after aspect that we kind of know certainly has not happened the way 
probably most of us thought or hoped it would happen. But just the idea that, you know, it was, it's just that whole, and then you throw in the expanded universe for the things that happen and things that, there's an expectation game that now is there. And then, and this movie, potentially, with a lot of different ways they go, they could make, you know, as happy as we're all going to be to see all these characters on the screen, it just, there's a chance that it's going to make a lot of people unhappy. And not just because they are necessarily slaves to the expanded universe or anything like that, just because that's just not what they imagined, you know, these characters were going to be doing in their future. (laughs) Well, I mean, like, the thing that, I, like, I think that they could tell it in a way where, like, maybe, since, you know, Leia's, like, you know, running the show in, as far as the rebellion, the rebellion goes, you know, once they take down the Emperor, there's still a lot to do. She's doing that. She knows that Han Solo's, like, the person that she can trust above all everybody else. She sends him on a mission that, you know, takes an extended amount of time. Um, maybe she has a kid or two in that time period while he's away. Maybe something happens and one of the kids is abducted. Maybe they're both abducted. We don't know. Um, So then Han Solo comes back and maybe he can't forgive himself for being away. So then he just leaves for good. And then all of a sudden they have to team up again, you know, for this movie. And it's like, well, I always, you know, I never stop loving you. Well, I never stop loving you. Okay, well, let's get back together. And then they find the kids and blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, like, they can definitely do something where, you know, it kind of takes them apart from each other for the duration of, you know, the the gap that we missed, and then, like, put them back to where we wanted them to be from the last movie, you know, right away. Right. Like, you can do that. Like, yeah, I mean, like, it would be nice if they stayed together for, you know, the past umpteen years or whatever, but... um I don't know. Like that that's going to be that's going to be like the little stuff that like, you know, you're not like they can't spo- well, I guess they could spoil it, but I don't think they'll spoil that stuff at all on, until the movie comes out. And, and obviously we're not going to have a lot of detail about anything since the, <laughs> since they're not even releasing the book until the until December 18th. <laughs> Which is really weird. What you call it? Now, my question to you is, what color lightsaber do you think Luke will be wielding? Green. You think? I think he's going to have the same saber. You don't think that he would upgrade at all? Not... Okay, before I ask you this question, let me say... I don't think he would have built... I don't think he would have built another saber unless he had to, because that's kind of like what you, you... I mean, you you can tinker with stuff. I mean, I think like like I, I think Anakin like it, theoretically was a tinkerer, so you could tinker with stuff. But usually, you don't like scrap. You know, you don't do massive overhauls on stuff, on, or you don't build a new one and throw one away unless you unless you don't have unless you have a choice, or you don't have a choice, I should say. I don't think Luke. I don't think Luke would build another one unless he unless he needed to. Um, so are you now based on you asking me that question? Do you think that that means you should he should have a different color just because of his status? Well, I'm just talking about like from where you know from his personality in this final movie. Well, not the final movie in Episode Seven. Like, I think that we can expect to see something different than the way that he was before. So, like, okay, it could be green. 
or you know like they could they could write it into the story that he ended up changing colors you know first for some reason and like because like i mean like that would be cool too because you know in the beginning he has the blue lightsaber and then he becomes like the jedi and he has the green saber so like now he could be like the mentor and have a new color saber you know and it would be like you know a different color for each of the phases in his his journey but like you know more so because each color like i think means something different Depend, depending on what you read, yes, that that is true. Like I think, isn't like yellow wasn't like like the diplomatic color or something? I thought something was like that it was more of a Jedi diplomat or. But the, but it's also, but there isn't just one color for a master because obviously there have been masters who have had green sabers and there have been masters that have had blue sabers, and obviously Mace wouldn't do it a purple saber. <laughs> well, yeah, but the thing about the purple saber was that, like he was like one of like two or three Jedi that was ever able to master the purple saber because like you had to like be able to walk the line between good and bad. Yeah. That was his style, his lightsaber fighting technique. Yeah. So, I mean like, like it would be interesting to see Luke with a purple saber or like if he had like a white saber or something like that, like, you know, that that's what I'm getting at. Like, I think that would be something interesting to see. I think I think it would it would also it could also be cool though um, even though eh it, it only it would only be cool if Finn ends up getting his hand I'm not Finn if uh, Kylo ends up getting his hands on the the blue saber the Finn saber which we believe is the Anakin Luke saber because for some in a way that even though I'm sure Kylo would prefer to use the red but if some for, for some reason he's ever wielding Luke's original blue then it would kind of be cool to uh, See Luke, you know, basically Luke fighting his 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 current saber, which we saw him build, or we didn't see him build, but we know he built in Jedi versus the original saber that he wielded. That would kind of be interesting too. Oh my God! That would kind I of just, no, 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 no. Something that would be even better than that, like Finn, like almost certainly has Luke's Luke's saber, which was originally Anakin's saber. Yes. It would be amazing if Kylo Ren's saber was like some sort of hacked version of Vader's saber. That would be cool. That would be that would be amazing. Like both of them fighting with something created from Anakin. Yeah, it would it And the thing related to Kylo which I find is interesting because it makes which makes it interesting is the fact that if we assume he got he went to Endor and got the helmet, and then there's that scene because when you think about when you when you when you when you idolize somebody or when you you know you put them on a pedestal, whether it's somebody historic or now, what do you tend to do? You tend to visit important places that in that person's existence, where they were right. born, where they were where they died, their tomb, all these different places. So it would make sense he would go to Endor because that's where Vader's tomb technically is, and that's where his body was. And then you have that scene in the second trailer, and I, and I think I mentioned this on the previous episode when we talking about the trailer, that when you see that scene in the second trailer when Luke is down on his knee reaching out with his mechanical hand and touching R2 so gently, which is really, which is really really a cool scene to me. So 
Talk about a lot of emotion being expressed without even seeing somebody's face. Just the way Luke reaches out with that mechanical hand and gently touches, you know, R2. That it looks like it's on Mustafar. That scene looks like it's on Mustafar. And I had heard a rumor. There were some rumors that at some point, some part of this movie was going to end up on Must on Mustafar, and that would kind of make sense if it does, because where was Darth Vader truly born? Is Darth Vader on Mustafar? Oh. <laughs> so that would kind of make sense. I mean, maybe who knows? Maybe the end of the movie is on Mustafar. Maybe that's when Luke actually finally shows back up again, because or maybe or so or I don't know. But it. So, but I think that would be. I think that would be interesting. I, I mean, like this this movie like, has the potential to be, like, something, like, coming from a total fanboy perspective in terms of, like, all of the the themes that intertwine with the original series, you know, and all the, um, just, like, the really just, like, cool dichotomies that they play with, you know, for all of these different aspects. It's just, it's so, like just makes them it makes the movie bigger it makes the movie bigger than it is this is the kind of movie where like they need to have a midnight you know opening and then they need to have like continuous movies playing throughout the rest of the night yeah i'll I'll be i'll be i would settle at this point if they just did a double feature with return of the jedi in episode seven but i I don't know if we're gonna get to see that it would be nice but I don't know. I mean, yeah, no, if anything, I think that's just going to be like, maybe it would be like a limited release for like a three-day weekend or whatever. It would just be, I mean, it would be just nice if they, because we know sometimes when they release something, they either do a, they do a, like a, you know, like when, when the Dark, when Dark Knight Rises came out, you know, they have one or two theaters that are playing like all three movies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, things like that. So there could be a special double feature just with, you know, with Jedi and that. But I doubt it. I mean, especially lately, there haven't been a lot. I mean, I was even disappointed with the the way they didn't have a real Avengers, an Ultron, you know, marathon. Oh, they did. They did. Oh, yeah, they had the big one, but only if you were in a few places. It was like 22 hours long or something. Um, I'm surprised that they didn't, like, bring all the movies back into the theater this year. I'm a little you know, surprised, like, too. They could have released, like, one movie a month for, like, the past six months. Well, not the past six months, but, like, you know, starting, I guess, three months ago. You know, and then, you know, going up until the movie came out, so that way you could actually go see a Star Wars movie each month. Like, I don't know why they wouldn't do that, because you know that that would make money. I mean, it's the easiest thing. You know, like, all the, like the, the, all the, the, the prequels were all you know, set for today's digital standard anyway, you know, and I mean, I'm sure at this point, the originals are, you know, you could probably, you know, get versions like that pretty easy enough, because those were re-released not not long before the last ones. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me, but say (laughs) lovey. We got anything else to talk about? We can wrap it up if you'd like, Jim. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, if, like, if we have more to talk about, like, I just, uh... I'm just trying to think of the any... I'm just trying to think, uh, if there's anything else that we... Because uh, whenever there's, uh, whenever there's information, there, if we do, you know, like, an episode like this, there's always something that we, like, probably, probably for, like, five minutes after we stop recording that one of us will think of something that we didn't, didn't talk about, uh... It'll be interesting to see you know, how you know 
what the First Order is actually like now that, you know, and how Empire-ish it is. <laughs> yeah. What you call it? Well, there's also, uh, I think we know a little bit about um, Rogue One. Oh, yes, Rogue One. Uh, which will be coming out the following year. Um, that looks pretty good. I heard that they want to, um, well, I forget the, the character's name, um, the, uh, the one from A New Hope, um, the Vader's uh, assistant Tarkin. guy. Tarkin. Tarkin, yeah. Tarkin, like, they're going to digitally recreate him for Rogue One. There's rumors of that, yes. And they went to the family and, uh, like, they got permission to do it. Like, and, like, the, like I, I was hearing people talk about it and they were saying, like, you know, like, it's interesting that they would go that route because it's a lot more expensive to just hire somebody that looks kind of like him. Like they did in, uh, Jet and Sith. Yes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's the that's the route that they want to go. Now we don't know how prevalent the role is going to be, but uh, I mean that that, that I thought that was, was interesting. It's interesting from a storytelling point of view too, because it it does raise it raise the stakes. If you look at A New Hope, it raised the stakes then for why it's of, of Tarkin and Vader working together to try to recover the Death Star plans. <laughs> Especially Tarkin, because if it happened on his watch, it's a lot more important that they get it back on his watch. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm Rogue One. It, it interests it interests me. It's it's a uh, it is different. It's going to be a different take on a different kind of Star Wars movie. A movie that really isn't going to have a you know Jedi and Sith in it, other than probably a, you know a Vader cameo. So it's kind of an in, it's so it's going to be. A, it's going to be interesting. So I look, I look forward to, to Rogue One. Obviously, Episode Seven. I'm much more, I'm yeah. much more looking yeah. forward to it. And I'm, and I'm, and it'd be, it would be good to see, it would be good to see, uh, Luke as how Luke has, kind of progressed. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Now, I mean, they're talking about like Star Wars, um, you know, Episode Seven. Is it already has a lockdown on the IMAX theaters for like a month? Yes. Uh, and they're also talking about it has the potential to open to like over six hundred million dollars on the opening weekend, which I, I believe is worldwide. I would have to be worldwide. It couldn't be domestic. I don't think. I don't think mathematically that would even be possible. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's it is possible that way. But I mean, like a worldwide opening of six hundred million dollars, which would just be like you know, crazy. But, I mean, like, this movie is probably going to have the biggest opening ever. And, I mean, like, it, it clearing a billion dollars, there's almost no question of it. Like, there is no question. This movie's going to make at least a billion dollars. So, my question is, like, if this movie makes a billion, then, like, how is Rogue One going to do? And are they ready for it to not make a billion dollars? I don't think I don't think anybody honestly I don't think anybody expects the anthology movies to make and to make any kind of money as at least not the ones that they're releasing right now that are on the pipeline. I don't think they're they're expecting any of those movies to do anything like an episode. I think I think I think Disney has a realistic. 
I think th- their expectation is probably the difference between releasing an Avengers movie and releasing like a either a Thor or like an like an Ant Man. I think there's a there's a difference between those expectations that you don't expect you don't expect Thor to do Aven- to do Avengers money. Uh, okay. So I I don't I don't I don't think there's a I don't think there's any any uh, disconnect there. I think they know. I mean, sure, they probably expected it to make decent money, and it probably will, especially because of these. You know, still at the tip of Star Wars mania, and it's the first anthology movie. So that'll yeah, be, yeah, and, and it, also it can it bridges the gap between the two trilogies, the, the first two trilogies. Yes. Um, I mean, like I can see it like clearing. I mean, like when when all said and done, like five hundred million, no problem. So I mean, like I don't think it's going to be a small movie, but I mean, like as long as they're prepared, you know, to have a movie that isn't going to make it to a billion dollars. Right. But I yeah I, I think it's I think there are different kind of movies that have different kinds of expectations. Just like that report that came out this week, how even though I don't buy it, that Disney thinks that Ultron was a failure. A disappointment, I can understand, because I think financially you have to look at it as a disappointment compared to where the Avengers were, was and where the expectations were for this movie. And then, of course, like like a month, like a month and a half later, or a month later, Jurassic World just blows the Avengers out of the water. <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah, I think you have to look at Ultron as at least as a as a as a as a disappointment, but it wasn't a failure. But again, that's because there the expectation is way up here, you know, for 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 the Avengers movies as opposed to let's say where and I'm sure they're very content with the money that Ant Man made, because based on you know based on reviews and expectations. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think. Well, I mean, I think the problem that Avengers two suffered from was. Uh, uh, what's his name? Wheaton, just uh, not Wheaton. Um, God, what's his name? The director. Yeah, Wheaton. Ultra. Oh, Wheaton. Oh, yeah, Wheaton. Okay, yeah. I was, I'm like thinking Will Wheaton. I'm like, no, it's definitely not Will Wheaton. Oh yeah, Josh Wheaton. Yeah, like he basically went off the deep end with that movie. Like that movie, like drove him nuts. Well, yeah. I think once you, I, that's the problem like, sometimes when you have when you really hit one out of the park and everybody just loves you then it kind of becomes a trying to trying to follow up that becomes that can be very all consuming let alone and there were things and just as a, as we've talked about on the show before I think there it it was it's entertaining and I like Ultron but I, I don't think it works as well as the first and I don't and I think that there are just I don't know it just it could have been better and I think yeah I agree. I thought it was very good. I thought it was a, a fun movie. I don't think it's as accessible as the first one. I agree. And, and I mean, like, for those kind of movies, like, yeah, okay, you're building up a universe and everything like that, but they still have to be accessible. Yeah, you can't. You can't have two. You can't have a, so much of any movie, pretty much, especially a big movie like that. Uh, um, that you, I lost my train of thought. You can't have a movie like that in which. So much is just building up for stuff that you're not going to see for like years down the road, and you spend and there's so many, and that comes at the expense of what you're supposed to be seeing on the screen for two hours now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like, I'm sure that you know, like, once they get to like, uh, like, like Civil War is going to be, you know, a good movie in and of itself, you know, because it, the Civil War is the story, and like the Infinity War 
like that those movies are going to be great but i mean like like this one it it almost feels like filler you know it's it's that movie where it's like you know okay well you know you all know that we're going towards the infinity gems and you know we're not introducing any new characters like ant-man or doctor strange or black panther in this one it's just like you know the two twins which you you know you've already seen one of them in an X-Men movie so uh, I don't want to go off on a tangent on uh, <laughs> on Avengers but um yeah I mean like all in all I mean I'm excited for the movie Star Wars I think Force Friday was kind of a joke but uh you know definitely something worth worth talking about Yes, and I think uh, once we get closer, obviously, to the release of Episode Seven, or when it does release, then there'll be there'll be a lot more stuff to talk about. I'll look forward. I wish I, I wish I could read the book before it comes out. It's kind of going to be a weird experience since I, since ever, going back to Empire, I've read the book every single time before the movie came out. So it's good. It, so it's it'll be a cool experience because you'll go in and you'll and you won't have any real expectation or no little details or have stuff that you're expecting to see in the movie that ends up never making it in the movie because they got cut out. Because <laughs> that always stinks. You oh, see, God. I mean, I because I remember all being all excited, ready to go to go look for, uh, waiting to see when Qui Gon was going to show up in, Epi- in, Ep- in Revenge of the Sith, just to find out that you don't even hear his friggin' voice. <laughs> Because in the book, at least he shows up talking to like, to like Yoda and stuff. So, and there's some novelizations are have more stuff, and 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 of course, unfortunately, it kind of hurts. Uh, it, it sometimes it hurts the movie. Like, I, have, did you ever read the novelization for Jedi? No. Oh God, the novelization of Jedi has so much more information in it that if they actually had put that or kept it in the script. The ending of Jedi would have made so much more sense than it did. <laughs> that uh, besides, you know, besides besides stuff between Obi Wan and Luke about talking about you know the bat, you know, what what would become the fight between Anakin and Obi Wan on Mustafar? That was the first thing in writing that would indicate that there was uh, some battle around you know lava and volcanoes and stuff like that. And something that also that became canon that now no longer is, which is that Uncle Owen was Ben's brother. That was kind of canon. Technically, is uh, that was technically canon until uh, I guess Attack of the Clones came out to prove that he was Owen was Anakin's stepbrother. But the really important part in Jedi was the fact that Luke and Obi Wan had this talk in Dagobah, in which Luke, Obi Wan told Luke that the final or ultimate test of a Jedi is when you take that first step to the dark side, and then you step back and you realize what you did. And if you can do that, then you're a Jedi, and that's the thing Anakin could never do. He tells Luke. So, so that, so that makes the ending of Jedi make 100% perfect sense. Instead of the oh, once you start down the dark path, forever will it dominate your destiny. <laughs> it makes, it makes it, you know, it makes absolute perfect sense why Luke would throw away the saber at the end and say, "I'm a Jedi," because that he, that was his final test. It would be so that would make sense. Okay. You know, but that was, yeah. myth, but not, not, not having that in the book. I mean, in the movie, kind of makes the ending a little more, okay, didn't he just use the dark side to beat Vader? <laughs> but yeah, so, it, it, it'll be a brand new experience, and, hope, and hopefully uh, hopefully the, the movie will be one billion times better than Fourth Friday. <laughs> well, we'll 
go into the movie and like, you know, we'll get to see like the first 10 minutes and then all of a sudden the movie will stop and the film will burn in the machine. <laughs> Oops, sorry. That's all you get. Just a little taste. <laughs> well, now, depending on your theater, the, uh, it would be the, the hard drive would be corrupted or something. <laughs> if, if you're digital, if you've gone over to digital. So. I don't go to enough movies to know that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the last movie I saw was still Ant-Man. Last one I saw was Fantastic Four, actually. I don't think I've seen anything since. God. I yeah, that, that, movie, that movie soured you on all the movies. Yeah, I was just, just going to say, speaking of sour, that, that, that's a... Uh, that that left a that's one that leaves a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> the size of the Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. And on that note, uh, I'll close this out. Uh, <laughs> if you'd like to contact us, uh, email us lanterncast at gmail dot com. Lanterncast at gmail dot com. Please visit our website lanterncast dot com. Check out our Ring Cyclopedia episodes. Our Dark Star reviews, lots of stuff going up there lately. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use hashtag GLCast to locate us on all of those. We are on iTunes and Stitcher. And if you like us on iTunes or Stitcher, please leave us a positive review. Last but not least, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, call us at 708-LANTERN. 708-LANTERN, and let us know what you think. Sounds good. It was nice having you on board for a proper Lantern Cast episode again. <laughs> A proper Lantern Cast episode where we talked about nothing but Star Wars. Star Wars, we, I, we were due for a Star Wars episode. I'd kind of been pushing for a Star Wars episode for a while. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's funny because, like, I would say within the past year or two, I was, like, really thinking about it. And I came to the conclusion that I am a Star Wars fan, but not, like, not really a hardcore Star Wars fan. Like, if anything, I'm more of a Star Trek fan. But, um, you know, like, I always like the Star Wars, like, tech. Like, the uh, the lightsabers, you know, yes. and stuff like that. And the droids, and you know. That stuff was always awesome. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, like, stuff like this, you know, like, just if you're, you know, if you're a geek, a general geek, it's easy to get excited about it because it's, it's fun stuff. Oh, absolutely. I guess, uh, so long, everybody. Absolutely, and now, uh, so we, we will be back soon. Whether it's Chad and I, Jim and I, combination thereof, whenever we finally do the Ion episode again, <laughs> or not again, yeah. we haven't done it, but when we put that back on the schedule. But uh, I will talk to you soon, and Jim will talk to you soon over on his Sliders Cast. Yeah, hopefully. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. <laughs>